Welcome to the Made in Gainesville podcast. I'm your host, Kale Flaggy, and I am with Pitmaster. Should I call you by your official title? Sure. Pitmaster Marcus <laughs> Tucker. Marcus, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you. So I figured that, you know, we're are, you know, we're approaching the end of January. This is usually when everybody's New Year's resolutions start breaking down. So we'll go ahead and put an end to all the health and exercise resolutions by getting everybody thinking about some delicious barbecue. And, you know, that's only for the people who actually made them. Could be like me, and I just, like, you know, have succumbed that it's not going to happen. So why lie to myself? <laughs> well, at least you're realistic. All right. Do you remember your first barbecue? I don't know if it was my first, but I do remember... Oh, this was probably 20 or 2000. I say 20, and I'm so used to that. 2005, I bought one of those little charbroiler um, uh, $100 specials at Home Depot and bought a pork butt and thought that I had it all figured out and ended up, you know, burning it and wrapping it in foil and sticking it in the oven to finish it. And. <laughs> <laughs> Which I later learned that, you know, you can't do good barbecue unless you make bad barbecue. That's true. you got to have the, the learning process there. All right, so let's just go ahead and jump into it. Walk me through the process of making some good barbecue. Okay. What do you want to do? Pork butt? Brisket? Ribs? Any, I mean... Walk, walk me through one start to finish. You know, I watch all these videos. I've watched a ton of YouTube videos, Instagram videos... You name it, red books, and there's this huge process that everyone makes about, especially brisket. Brisket's the one that you have to baby the most. However, uh, you don't. I mean, you do, but you don't. Like, I don't do these, like, rub them down and season them and put them in the, you know, fridge for eight hours before you put it on and... I, I literally will pull it out, if it's a pork butt, pull it out, rub it down, stick it on a temp, uh, on a smoker that's up to temp. Brisket, same thing. Pull it out. I do trim brisket a little bit. you got to get some fat off, but salt, pepper, that's all you need on the, on the smoker. It's not more complicated than that. I don't spritz during the smoke or during, during the cook. I just make sure that it stays the temp. How do you know when it's done? What are you looking for? So, used to be I looked for temp. Um, temp was my number one indicator. And for pork butt, chicken, it is. Uh, brisket, it's all about feel. So that's going back to having a baby it a little more. Yeah, it's all about feel. Pro, I call it probe temp tender i don't call it that i didn't coin that term but yeah you, you you stick the probe in you know i don't care what the temp says i'm i'm looking for a feel and it's got i've done enough of it now that i know i know what i'm looking for i, I know the time frame it's not going to be done in six hours but i do know that you know seven eight hours in depending on the size I might need to go to, I need to check it. You know, I need to open that door. I need to probe it. I need to see how it feels. 
you know, I've done a pork butt, I've done some brisket, it's all turned out pretty good. I cannot do ribs to save my life. Oh, I feel you. Ribs are... So what's the secret? Help me out here. <laughs> ribs are the hardest thing I've cooked. Everyone says brisket's like the mountain of meat. You know, take the Mount Everest of meats. It takes it's hard to cook. No, I think ribs are because you're not cooking to a temperature. You're cooking to a texture, to a feel, and every rack can be different. Um, secret is, you know, you you have to understand what you want. Do you like fall off the bone? Do you want it to have a little bit of pull? And you cook it to that. And a lot of times, what I at least what I found with myself was I wasn't cooking them long enough. So that's probably the issue, right, is you pull up all these recipes, you know, how to cook ribs, how to smoke ribs, how to do them in the oven, whatever. And, you know, always is telling you, you know, to cook it to this temperature. And so you pull it out, and that's when you get these tough, chewy ribs. So maybe, you know, like you said, you got to you gotta probe it. You got to look for that texture and just don't worry about the temperature so much. Yeah, I, I use a – I have a big paddle. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll lift up on the, the ribs – and I'm looking for how they flex. And it's just something I've taught myself or learned what to look for. But it's still, hey, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I'm looking for what I like because I know when it does a certain thing, it's going to It's ready. taste a certain way. Just because the temperature, just because pork says it's 145 and it's done, doesn't mean it's done. Just like beef is done at, I don't know what's well done, too hot, but you know, like you're, 150, I think, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, brisket you're cooking to, I mean, you know, I think that if you ask most people temperature, it's anywhere between 195 and 205. Okay. So that's beyond well done, but that's when a brisket's done. Gotcha. Tell me about ribs. You go to Publix, so they have beef ribs, they have pork ribs, St. Louis ribs. And what does all that mean? If somebody wants to smoke some ribs or do them in the oven for the first time, what should they be looking for? Right. Well, there's a difference between them all, too. I don't know what it <laughs> means. Help us out. So, uh, St. Louis spare ribs. Well, the St. Louis ribs is just how they're cut. Okay. And it's where they cut the rib tips off. So, they're nice and rectangular you get the 12 bones rack of ribs spare ribs the full spare ribs have the whole ribs plus the tips which kind of wrap around down into the belly the baby back ribs are the the ribs that are on the back of the pig it's still all they're all connected they just cut them off um and that's that tender meat and that's that back meat that you have you can buy beef back ribs at Publix, same thing, but you kind of, in my opinion, you get screwed out of some, the good meat because that meat's more valuable on a ribeye than it is on a uh, beef back rib, so they leave it on the ribeye loin. And <laughs> um, but you can buy, uh, the brisket actually comes from the shoulder area, well, kind of the chest below the shoulder the front of the cow and it butts up into the ribs um so you you can buy beef short plate ribs which is the bottom section of the rib plate and the first what four or five bones they call them uh 
they literally call them dinosaur bones because they're so big and it's brisket on a stick. It looks just like the point of a brisket, but with a bone attached to it. And it is delicious. Unfortunately, with the meat prices now, they're expensive as shit. Ribs, so, you know, if you, if you want to do good ribs... I do want to do good ribs. Salt and pepper them. Kosher salt, not table salt. Do not... Unless you're baking, don't cook with kosher salt. Or, don't, I mean, I'm sorry. Unless you're baking, do not cook with table salt. And fresh, coarse ground pepper. The pepper still has to have the oil and it's good. And then what? And cook it. Put it on a smoker. What do you have? What do you have to cook with outside? Nothing anymore. I got a grill. You got a grill? Gas grill. You can do that. I got turn, an oven. Turn on with your gas grill. I'll tell you what. Take uh, one burner, set it on low, turn it on, on say the right side, and put your meat on the left side. Let it get up to temp inside where it's hanging around. You know that two fifty, two seventy five. And take a wood chunk and stick it in there. And so on the grill or down in there? Yeah, no, just on the grill, on your grill grate. Meat will only accept smoke flavor up to about 140 degrees. I've, so I've read. I'm just going based on what I've been told. You know, I'm not. No, uh, do that and just you know let it cook. See what happens. Um, yeah, there's different. You can watch a bunch of YouTube videos where people wrap their ribs. Put butter on them, brown sugar, honey, whatnot. Me, I say give it three, four hours till you get a, you know, you want a soft texture. You want the meat to pull off the bone, recede off the bone, but pull it off, let it rest for a little bit, baste it with some sauce, you know, um, for store bought. At Ace, you can find something called Blue Hogs. I think it's really great. Base it down, put it back on there for an hour, and cook. And you should be good. Never wrapping it, never making it more complicated. But you do, you know, it does take four or five hours to do, so. <laughs> what is the biggest mistake people make when starting to smoke meat? Uh, temperature, over-seasoning. Um, depend knowing your smoker, I have a little Weber Smoky Mountains, like one of those little R2D2 looking smokers, mm-hmm. and it burns charcoal. You put some wood chunks in it for different wood flavor, but that the food that comes off that is smokier than what my big stick burner does, and a lot of of that I think is air volume and some probably you know chemistry or you know molecular stuff that i don't really understand Mm -hmm. but um over smoking it you know too much heat not enough heat um not the right temp i don't know there's a lot of mistakes you can do (laughs) all right it's the biggest mistake but you just you know you hit hit all of them there so you gotta gotta just trial and error basically yeah after a long enough time of doing it well people ask me all the time like how did you learn how to do this it's like i just screwed it up that's how I learned how to. I learned what people, I've read what people said, I've listened to what people said, screwed it up, and then 
if you don't learn something from every cook, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> um, so when you pull something off the smoker, do you have to let it rest a little bit? What, what's the deal there? Ah, uh, yes. And I would almost say that resting is one of the most important parts of the cook. So this could be one of the biggest mistakes that people make. Yes. And you know, it's easily it's overlooked. Mistake. I overlooked it. Um, so whatever I pull off, whether it's a rack of ribs, a pork butt, a brisket, even chicken. To I, I wrap chicken differently than I do the rest, but... You know, ribs, pork butt, brisket all gets wrapped in uh, butcher paper, wrapped in a towel and set in an old cooler that's on my back patio. And let it sit there for at least an hour. Let it sit and chill out. Uh, It'll stay hot in that. I've had had a brisket up to six hours in that cooler and it's burnt my fingers when I cut it. I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of is losing the heat. But, yeah, I've left the probe in a few times, and, I mean, it'll go up a few degrees sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you can – the cooking process can continue. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you imagine some of these coolers these days, you know, like the Yetis and whatnots, you know, they'll really hold heat. I use them for my resting. I've got a Coleman, one of those – Walmart special Coleman coolers that I bought probably 20 years ago before going out to the Springs one weekend. So our listeners want to try smoking something for the first time. They're going to to Publix or wherever today to pick something up. What are they getting? Ribs, what do you get? Ribs? Oh, go go spare. Always go spare, St. Louis. Okay, those are pork ribs, right? Those are pork ribs. All right, so you're wanting to do, you know, like a pulled pork. What do you get? You get a Boston butt. Boston butt. All right. Brisket. You get a brisket. You get a brisket. <laughs> Sausage. Uh, Sausage is... You going to Publix to get sausage, your best bet... Probably go to, what, Fehrenbacher's probably? Yeah, I'd go to Fehrenbacher's. I wouldn't go to Publix for sausage. Okay. Um, you want some good, uncured, unsmoked, pork sausage and then you smoke it yourself you don't need to you know you don't you don't need to yeah everything at Publix the, the raw sausage they have brats brats are good I like them better grilled than smoked they have their Italian sausage again grilled smoked but just some good old country pork sausage everything you get now is cured in a package so, yeah, Fehrenbacher's is a good place to go. So what else am I missing out? Uh, what about, like, turkey? What, what is Where does smoked turkey come into play? Oh, well, I do several of those every year for yeah. Thanksgiving. Um, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's great for people who, uh, you know, looking to eat the lean meat, be healthy. I don't think of things like that, but... <laughs> um no it's good you have to be careful with turkey because you can easily over smoke it um it has no fat so you do have to make an effort of keeping a moisture rich environment so that that's the one time where i will put a pan of water in there which 
Same with the chicken? Yeah, it depends. With white meat chicken, yes. With dark meat chicken, nah, you good. Um, luckily, too, we live in Florida. We our, our air is humid as hell to begin with. I can't tell you how many times I've lit a smoker and seen like this, this the water that's in the air start condensing on the inside and then, you know, having to watch it wipe out or drip out. So you mentioned one of the big mistakes that people make is, you know, too much seasoning or whatever. You know, what is the difference between these regional types of barbecue? I mean, I hear, you know, about Texas barbecue, Carolina barbecue, Kansas City, Memphis. And it seems like everybody's always arguing over which is the best, which is superior. You know, I don't even know the difference between all those. You know, what is the difference? Well, what's the best is what you what you like the most. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can say what... Who likes what the most? But um, Carolina style is mostly pork. Yeah, and isn't isn't a lot of it just kind of like the cuts of meat they specialize in too? Because isn't Carolina like whole hog kind of barbecue yes. and yeah, and and Carolina is also open pit. Okay. Um, open pit barbecue. If you're South Carolina's more mustard based. North Carolina's more vinegar based. Ooh, I like the mustard. Oh. Um, I, I like the vinegar stuff. I like them both, but yes, I do like my mustard. My mu- I mean, that's that's my sauce. That's like my signature sauce is mustard, which you know, I think you go back to like how did I learn too? You also take help from people, like making sauces, things like that. Somebody had to teach me how to mm-hmm. do that. I didn't. It's not something that I was just naturally figured out on myself. Own. <laughs> so you make your own sauces. I think when you first started uh, Tailgaters, yeah, I think you had a uh, you know some store bought sauce. I believe, didn't you? Yeah, I think when I first started, I was using Sweet Baby Ray's. That That's I... a Zuckerberg's favorite. Oh well, I'm glad I don't use it anymore. <laughs> No, I, I would take Sweet Baby Ray's and I would uh, mix it with uh, apple cider vinegar to kind of make it a little less sweet. Okay, but now everything's from scratch, right? Yeah, all the sauce I use uh, is for, uh, yeah, I make it in my own, myself. Make it about, I don't know, almost a gallon at a time. So, small batch. Small batch. So we talked about the Carolinas. You know what other? You know what? What is the Kansas City barbecue versus Texas, Memphis? So I had to look this up to make sure I was correct. But Kansas City's a little thicker sauce, um, like sweeter. brown sugar based. Yeah, right? brown sugar, molasses. That real, you know, sweet, sticky sauce. Where Memphis is a little thinner, tangier, spicier. But I've also, you know, that's Memphis versus Kansas City. East Tennessee has its own little version, which is a little mixture of, you know, Memphis and Carolina style, you know, out there in the mountains. Uh, Alabama has the white sauce, which I'm not a fan of, but a lot of people like it. It's like mayonnaise-based barbecue, I guess. <laughs> Um, Texas style, uh, traditional Texas style doesn't use sauce and it's brisket, 
pork ribs and then sausage was what it was like the real the hot guts yeah yeah and uh <laughs> you know they uh and they just season it all, all dry rub salt peppers the main ingredient um of course you know commercially they've come into you know they do all sorts of things you can get whatever you want with any type of sauce you want cooked in you know any of the famous big texas barbecue places but you know um you have different places that chop pork versus pull pork um florida we have our own little style i like to my opinion is it's like a cross between uh texas and carolina I feel like it definitely has some Texas vibes, but then we're throwing the sauce in there. Yeah, but Florida likes that sliced pork, not pulled pork. Who's doing sliced pork? Oh, I mean, rock, uh, Backyard Barbecue did it for years. Oh, that's was, right, yeah, 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 the kind of you know, shaved slices. Yeah, Sonny great. sold sliced pork way before they ever did uh, That's right. That's pulled right. pork. And it took them a little while to get into the brisket. So what type of barbecue do you concentrate on? Like if you were sent to a desert island with your smoker, you know, what are, and you can only pick one meat, what are you bringing with you? Oh, it's all about the, you risk it for the brisket. <laughs> I saw that on the uh, Bucky sign. The Bucky sign. Is that real? Is that a real sign, risk it for the brisket? I don't know. I've never actually seen the sign, but I saw it on Instagram, you know. <laughs> said the whole, whole world stay at home, but Florida were, and it had a uh, Bucky sign that said, risk it for the brisket. <laughs> so what got you into barbecuing? Well, no, I don't know. You know, uh, when I was little, I loved to grill. My It's not that my family didn't grill steaks or burgers, things like that, like any other, you know, good red-blooded American family. It's just, uh, I always wanted to do it. And then as I... You know, got older and learned how to grill a little bit more, learned more about food. Why not learn how to cook other things, you know? I don't know. I, I got, I've always loved barbecue. Barbecue and tacos are the two foods I can eat. Or I say tacos. Latin food, Mexican food. I can <laughs> Tex-Mex, whatever we call it here on this side of the border. Uh, I, I love it. But, yeah, it's like I can do eat both nonstop. But never get tired of it. But I love the barbecue. I love the process. It's uh, I'm not an artistic person, but that that is my art. So you've made a business out of this. What is the name of the business? Tailgaters Barbecue. Okay, and you're doing mostly catering and mostly catering. I I do some pop ups here and there. Okay. So one of my questions is is or something I've always wondered is how do you go from cooking for you know yourself you know throwing like one brisket on there to you know doing like a big catering event or doing a pop up you know food truck deal you know what what is the adjustment to cook for a lot more people I mean I would assume that you know that changes you know how the uh, the smoker runs and you know, there's probably a lot more moisture in there you know what kind of adjustments do you have to make Well that is true fortunately when i do something especially food wise i usually have to make it a production <laughs> so i cook for more than just the four of us in my family usually if i'm cook i, I used to be before I, I did this as a hobby if i did this uh, if i cook ribs or cook a brisket i was inviting neighbors over family members over i was making a big deal so 
didn't change a whole lot. I, I did learn that, you know, there's been some growing pains as far as the business part, you know, learning how long it takes, especially like you said, you do put more food in there. Some food takes less time to cook. So you're opening, you know, you're opening doors, you're letting heat out, you're doing different things that may, may not, you know, increase the, the cook time, but also you might be messing with the temperature. Isn't there a saying for that? If, if you're looking, you're not cooking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I try not to look. I try unless I, I don't open doors unless I have to. So I don't know. It, it, it wasn't uh, that adjustment wasn't so much. It wasn't at least not for the meat. The sides that that became that's more in kitchen stuff that yeah, I had to adjust. So what made you get this, you know, we can talk about the business side a little bit. What made you get this business, you know, up and running? You know, what, at what point did you pull the trigger that said, you know, where you said, hey, I'm going to leave my, you know, my day job, my steady nine to five and just jump both feet into, you know, catering and doing pop-up? Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I had a steady job, uh, as you alluded to, but, um, not just that, a job I was thriving at and doing well at, I got, but I always had this in me. Like, I've heard people say for years, like, oh, we got to figure out how to get you into a restaurant. Oh, we need to get, you need to open up your own restaurant. And that was just cooking for family, friends, stuff like that. But, you know, I took an entrepreneurial class and, uh, or an entrepreneurship class in, at UF and, one of the big things I kept hearing these, like as these speakers came in and these different people, they always said the same thing. Like take something that you love, take something that's a hobby, take something that you think you're good at and just go for it. You know, there's not going to be right time to do it. Don't just, you know, wait until the right opportunity comes, just go for it. You know, and if you screw up and you fail, you fail. But I got COVID pretty bad, and during that time, I kind of had a lot of time to reflect, and I was like, I realized that it wasn't that I was miserable at my job, but I wanted to do something myself, even though it was great because I was getting the, you know, all the benefits of having a job working for somebody else while I was out of work, and you, you don't get that as a small business owner. But it came to, when I went back to work, I think I went back too soon, and I wasn't ready to go back to work, and I just was miserable like I've never been before, and decided, you know what, I'm going to start a barbecue business. Figured out a name, got a logo, put in my notice, and just went for it with no, I mean literally by the flying by the seat of my pants. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you just really took the plunge, huh? Yeah, no, I just did it. It wasn't uh it wasn't like a I wouldn't say a, it wasn't a well thought out, but it's not like I sat down and wrote out step by step, you know, my goals and my plans and how I was going to do this. It was I had a smoker that could handle a commercial load and why not? So what is your Instagram for the, the business? 
Um, at Tailgaters Barbecue, question. It's Tailgaters. That's uh, T A I L G A T O R S underscore barbecue. And then my Facebook's just Tailgaters Barbecue. Hey, I do pop ups occasionally. You can find them. I always post about them on Instagram. Come check it out. Yeah, there you go. Where's a reliable place that people can uh, find your food? Give it a shot. Well, there's a place that you're familiar with called Tipples. When are you out um, there? I'm, but two times a month, I'm usually there. Okay. And I'll, Tipples usually pretty good about posting on their social media when you're going to be out there, right? Yes. Yeah, we uh, we kind of co-brand with each other on those. Um, Black Adder, too. I've been at Black Adder uh, a few times, and trying to increase my presence there and you know working on getting out there a little bit more with some more pop-ups and uh just hey trying to get myself out there and people try my food and see hopefully they like it it's good stuff you know i promise i'm better than sunny's <laughs> not a bad mouth sunny's because you know i know a lot of people like them and there's a t- at one point in time where I used to eat there a lot too. Yep. But you can only, uh, I'd rather eat mine than somebody else's. <laughs> That's true. All right, Marcus. Well, thanks for coming on the show. No, thanks for having me, man.